Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Cat Builder Talk Radio Show with your host, small business expert, Mark Parham. Real talk with real people talking about real issues facing small business and our community today. Join us every Monday evening starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. To be a guest or for more information, go to capbuildertalk.com. Post comments on facebook.com forward slash capbuildernetwork. Enjoy the show. Hey, good evening. This is Mark Parham, host of the Cat Builder Talk radio show. Real talk with real people talking about real issues facing small business in our community today. Helping you build the capacity to change your life. And as I say every week, helping you to walk in your purpose. The Cat Builder Talk Show is focused on giving you the information you need to make changes in your life. Because as we all know, information is key. With the right information, you can make educated decisions. Because it is go time. Just want to find out if you're ready. I hope you're ready for tonight's show. We're going to be talking about making it happen for you. That's right, for you. Not for anybody else. Making it happen for you. I have two special guests this evening. First one is one of my co-workers, Samuel Fair. He's the author of the book, Habitual Burdens. First time author. We're going to talk to him about how they write not only a book, nonfiction. Okay. And then after that, I have an inventor. Angela Braithwaite is going to come on and talk about, she created something called the Road Trip Potty. Yeah, that's it, the Road Trip Potty. It's an interesting product, but we're going to talk about how she did it and how she's bringing it to market and what gave both of them the energy or the strength to step outside their own box and make it happen for themselves. So stay tuned for that. I'm going to have Janet McCloud's going to stop through from my big eyes and tell us what's going on with her. I'm going to do Cat Builder Minute tonight about habits you got to give up if you want to be confident and successful like the guests you're going to hear on my show this evening. So I want you to stick with me. I'm going to go to break. When I come back, I'm going to bring Miss Janet in, and she's going to be talking about what she has going on in her life. So you are listening to Mark Parham. Cat Builder Talk on the Cat Builder Radio Network. I'll be back in a moment. are always looking to invest in a good opportunity. So what if you could invest in the future of kids, like a stock? Not the kind of stock that's about making money, but a stock for social change called Better Futures. With your investment, it helps students like me go to college. My name is Charles, and I'm your dividend. Invest in Better Futures with UNCF. 
visit uncf.org slash invest. A mind is a terrible thing to waste, but a wonderful thing to invest in. Brought to you by UNCF and the Ad Council. Dear John, I'm leaving. Uncontrolled high blood pressure is serious, and I can quit whenever I want. Why can't we get back to when you checked on me? I don't want to leave. But remember, when I quit, you quit. Sincerely, your heart. Listen to your heart and don't let it quit on you. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get yours to a healthy range today. For help keeping yours at a healthy range, text PRESSURE to 97779. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. Mark Parham, and I'm back for the top of the segment, top of the show, from my big eyes. Welcome, Miss Janet McCall Montgomery. How you doing, Janet? Hey, Mark. I'm doing wonderful. How are you this evening? I'm doing pretty good. Made it through the storm okay. You know, oh, good. That's good news. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about yourself? I'm doing great, and, and I didn't have any storm issues over here on this side of town, so I'm blessed for that. <laughs> you, you didn't lose any power or anything? I did not. All is well. Thank God. Mm-hmm. So what did you do with all that water and bread you went to the store and milk and all that stuff you bought? <laughs> <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> hey, because you have a son there. You want to be prepared. Yes. <laughs> you can't just be <laughs> You know it. You know I had to do just like everybody else. You prepared. Right. Just in case. Just in case. So uh, what you got going on? Well, Mark, I just wanted to tell you a little bit about some of the upgrades that I'm planning uh, with my blog. I don't have a guest this evening, but I wanted to inform the, the readers about what they can look out and expect from me coming up. So the first thing uh, I'm doing, Mark, on my blog, I'm actually changing over my site to be an e-commerce type of a a website. And that means I'm going to be able to sell products on my site. You know, you've already seen the shirts that I put out, right? Right, right. So right now I am uh, making 14 colors available, but uh, within the next few days, there's going to be five additional colors added. So I'm changing over, uh, and, you know, fall is coming on Friday, so I'm changing um, and adding some new colors to the uh, <coughs> to the uh, the shirt line. Okay. So uh, my readers can look out for that. Um, within the next week or so, they'll be able to go online and purchase it directly. All sizes and all colors will be available. All and right. not only shirts, Mark, this is part of my branding. You know, I want people to know who I am, so I'm putting other products out there that they can uh, purchase as well. I'm going to have tumblers. Those are the drinking cups or glasses that people use. You know, bikers, a lot of bikers mm-hmm. uh, drink those cups, their coffee cups, and uh, you you just seen them on, uh, like, in people's offices on their desk, whether they drink mm-hmm. tea or, or water or whatever it may be. So I'm going to have uh, my logo uh, on the tumblers, so they can buy the tumblers, and then I'm going to also have the ceramic mugs. Uh, you know, that's for coffee and tea, hot chocolate, or whatever. And then the other item I'm going to be uh, offering are the cell phone cases, and those are the logo design cell. All of these items will have my logo. Wow. Okay. okay. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I think those are some pretty good popular items that people will like, and, and I'm hoping uh, this will help 
uh, get the word out about who I am because I think by my uh, wearing a shirt within itself, that's that that's a good way that people know who I am. So when they automatically hear and hear and see the logo, they'll know what I'm all about: people, places, and things. There you go. There you go. So that's what I'm trying to portray. I want people all to right. know. All well, right. I think you. I think you're doing a good job of it everywhere. I, every time I go out <laughs> somewhere, that's important. I see you there, so you must be in the right place. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. Yeah, I think uh, one one other tip I want to just give the readers, and for anyone who's actually interested in starting the blog, I, I think it's all about being engaged, and I find it works better to do it daily. You know, whether you set aside 30 minutes or an hour each day, you got to be in touch with your user community, with your readers, and, and you know, informing them daily, daily of, of new information. So that has worked for me, Mark, just being mm-hmm. engaged and uh, posting daily and, and just communicating with the, with the readers, okay? I guess it, it then, becomes kind of a habit if you do it, it for a while. Yeah, okay. And that's yeah. what people are – yeah, so you got to do it for a while, though, before it becomes a habit. You do. You do. And and when I don't do it, it feels like, okay, there's something I didn't do today. So right, you know, right. I, I kind of have to, have to do it. And, you know, I'm, what, 16 months into this now, Mark? Right, right, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and then the next thing coming up, uh, there's an event uh, coming up on tomorrow evening, and it's sponsored by the Black Women and Film Network. That event is going to be held tomorrow night at six o'clock at the Red Martini Spot. That's on Peachtree Road, and this is just an organization that has been founded in order to increase the number of uh, women of all cultures who are interested in the film industry. I mean, it's like a a way to preserve the voice of the black woman. Um, There's a lot of networking opportunities, empowerment, uh, just a great connection session. They do workshops, they do seminars, and uh, you'll be be surprised who you could connect with at these meetings because there are celebrities there. I mean, it's just awesome opportunities to connect with other people. So you said Red Martini? Red Martini, yeah. I've never right. been there before. Yeah, I, I, uh, I haven't heard of it either. Yeah. And they so, try to get by uh, there tomorrow night. Yeah, they have these mixers once a, once a month at different spots. So this one is a new one for me. I'm not familiar, but it's on Peachtree. And anyone that wants to go can go to eventbrite.com and RSVP, okay. and that's your entry into the event. All right. And what else is going on? I think uh, that's about it. I'm trying new products. Mark, you may have seen me lately trying out some new makeup, lipstick. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I've seen it all. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm enjoying myself. So uh, that's about all that's going on with all me. Right. And other interviews are coming up, but we'll talk about that next time. All right. So how can people get to you? Check out your blog. Okay. Sure. You can find me at on my website www.frommybigeyes.com You can find me on Facebook From My Big Eyes And then on Twitter and Instagram At From My Big Eyes Alright Alright we'll talk next week You have a good week Great, Thanks, right. Thanks Mark you too right. Bye bye She always has so much going on but She's really working it so I'll tell you what, I'm going to go to break, come back, do my cat build a minute for tonight to set the rest of the show up, then we're going to get into these great interviews. This is Mark Parham. I'll be back in a few. Somebody, somebody, somebody.
My name is Dale Pazinski. I volunteer with United Way to help the homeless in my community learn computer skills and build a basic resume. I don't just wear this shirt. I live it. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Hi, Mom. Is Claire's birthday party today? Me again, Mom. Where did I put my history book? Hi. Sorry, forgot one last thing. Sometimes it's hard to concentrate. At school, I start looking out the window, and then I forget what I was supposed to be thinking about. I know it seems like I don't care, but I do. It's just difficult for me. Love you, Mom. Bye. Join parents and experts at understood.org, a free online resource about learning and attention issues to help your child thrive. Brought to you by understood.org and the Ad Council. Hey, this is Mark Parham, and I'm back. I'm going to talk to you for a couple minutes about, you know, my cat builder mentor for tonight is about, I found a great article written by Ellie Kaplan about habits got to give up if you want to be confident and successful. And I'm sure you're going to hear some of this in our conversation tonight. You know, one of the things that people hear the expression, fake it till you make it, you know, it's well-worn as people use it, but they use it for a good reason. Because studies show that confidence is highly correlated with success. If you're not your own best cheerleader, who else will be? So with that said, you know, got to talk about how to have that natural aura of confidence around you so success will follow you. But you can build it, but you got to take make some changes in your life, okay? And we're going to talk about a couple of them tonight. One of the first ones... Give up the comparison. You know, a lot of us, we compare ourselves to others. Sometimes we don't feel good. We get lower self-esteem if they're ahead of us. But you got to understand, we're all at different starting points, and we all have different circumstances. So this kind of comparison is useless, and it's very, very toxic. So instead of looking at others, what they got going on, you need to set some goals for yourself. The only person you should aim to be better than your past self okay the next thing I want to talk about is give up on what you cannot control you know things do happen in life you know sometimes our natural reaction is to play the blame game we blame ourselves you know we learn from our mistakes is one thing but blaming yourself for outside forces is a different matter you have to learn that you can't control it if things happen there's nothing you can do about it because you got to stop worrying about it. This decreases the emotional reactivity, and and it can be a superpower. So you got to stop changing, give up on what you can't control. Also, give up on negative self-talk. If you talk down about yourself or talk down to yourself, that's negativity throwing it at yourself, okay? Your attitude does affect your success. So sometimes you may want to hold a self-pity party. But just take the time to recognize when these negative thoughts are occurring and do something to stop them. Trust me, positivity pays off big in the long run. And the other thing I want you to give up on is talking about scarcity mindset. You know, makes us think that we're limited in our abilities or our talent. Sometimes we're afraid to push out because we don't think we can really do it. you got to give it up gotta give it up instead adopt an abundance mentality you're worthy of everything you're going out here to get 
to work in abundance. And the last couple things on don't keep reliving your old failures. And I tell you what, the biggest thing is give up on pleasing everybody. Because if you give up on pleasing everybody, you're going to find that you're going to be a much, much happier person. So I want you to stick with that and make it happen because you got to start working on who you are to enhance who you want to be. So get rid of those things. I'm going to go to break. And when I come back, I'm going to start this conversation out with Brother Sam. He's going to tell us what it's like being an author. What it's like to write a book. We go thick, long book at that. All right, you listen to Mark Parham. I'll be back in a moment. Hey, got to get back. I need some get back. Pay back. Pay back. Most of my family, they never graduated high school or even let alone go to college, so I'm trying to break that barrier. My daughter, Brooklyn, was also a motivation for me to go back to school. Every day after work, went straight to school, studied hard, and, and it paid off. At age 26, Kareem finished his high school diploma. I could not have done it alone. I feel like if I didn't have anyone to push me, I wouldn't have a bother to do it. I got one milestone down the drain, and now i got to work on the next. I see the future is really bright for me. I feel like it doesn't matter the age, as long as you go back and get it done. The high school diploma is just added to the confidence, and now I feel unstoppable. No one gets a diploma alone. You have more support than you realize. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Cat Builder Talk radio show with your host, Mark Parham. Real talk with real people, talking about real issues facing small business and our community today. Hey, this is Mark Parham, and I'm back. I'm going to start this conversation out tonight with one of my coworkers. You know, just surprised me. I was at a meeting a couple of weeks ago. He was standing in front of the room, and I was looking up there, and he had his book. On the screen, <laughs> okay. I, I was just, I was just so happy for him. So let me welcome to the show first, Samuel Fair. Samuel, how you doing this evening, man? I'm doing great, Mark. How are you today? I'm, I'm doing good too, man. Just, just so proud of you, man. Writing this book, uh, you know. Thank you. I, I, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. You, well, it's all about like I was talking tonight about making it happen, okay? Right. And just do, getting out there doing you. So. Why don't you take a, a minute and introduce yourself, and then we'll start talking about the book. Well, um, like you all said, my name is Samuel Fair. Uh, I'm a first-time author. Um, I spent uh, 22 years um, in the criminal justice field, so my book is, uh, you know, based around a lot of criminal justice issues. Um, it's, a, it's a work of fiction, and, you know, I myself have always had a passion for writing. Um, and I've, I've written, you know, academic articles before for, um, academic journals, but this was my first endeavor into, um, the world of fiction. And it took me between 
six or seven years to to complete it. So you know, I persevered, and um, <laughs> everything has finally come to fruition. That's right. I said I said nonfiction first. Yeah, fiction. You know, we you know I write books. You know, but they're all how-to books and this and that. But the whole fiction thing, that that is an amazing feat to me to be able to write something and. You know, tell us a little bit about the story, you know, and uh, what, what's the, you don't have to give us all the details and everything, so people want to get the book, but let's talk about how you came up with the idea and what the story is about, things like that. Um, well, the, the idea was actually an idea that was floated around between myself and, and a friend of mine um, back in New York. I'm originally from New York. His name is Aaron Lloyd, and... Um, you know, he and I were working on some things together, you know, trying to write a screenplay, so on and so forth. And this is one of the ideas that came about out of that process. Um, so after, you know, we we did not complete the screenplay, obviously, right? <laughs> so I, I went to him and I said, hey, you know, I you know, want to write this book and I want to use part of the premise from the screenplay in the book. And, he, you know, he gave me his blessing, so... Um, I started, you know, on this endeavor, on this project of writing this book, and it's about these four uh, college friends um, that they they have graduated from college. They're into their, you know, mid-30s now, but they want to kind of revert back to some of their behaviors that they um, engaged mm. in when they were in college. Um, so, so, this real, so this were, is a real-life book, then. This is a real-life book. <laughs> Because I know people that still act like they're still in college. So this yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It, it, it is very real. Uh, so the, these four individuals, they ran, you know, on their university track, you know, highly successful on that track team. And they have that type of um, persona about themselves, you know, mm-hmm. not necessarily arrogant, but they are um, – they're winners, right? They they mm-hmm. have won in in all the aspects of their life, and and they possibly feel a little entitled, and that's why they embark, you know, on on this um or on this escapade to get an exclusive play in for themselves um, while they're in their mid thirties. A few of them are married. A couple of them are in serious relationships. Um, but they embark on this endeavor to get this played in, and they find themselves in some serious hot water, um, and they find themselves with a very um, good pair of detectives um, on, wow. their, on their backs. <laughs> right. <Okay. laughs> um, you know, I'm trying, to, I'm trying not to give too much detail. No, 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 no. I, I'm that, not going to ask that, you no more. That's kind of the gist of the story. But that, that, that's so that's the premise right. of the story. Um, you know, it's a suspense thriller, and um, you know, I just try to take the reader for a, a ride, you know, through my mind as you know I develop these characters and these circumstances that they find themselves in. So let's let's talk about these characters because you named four. We got two detectives. I'm sure they got wives and other people. I mean, how do you keep track of all the characters? I mean. Do they talk different? I mean, they they they're different people, and you have to convey that in the book. How do you how do you do that? Yes, I mean, it, it is a very difficult process in writing fiction, right? 
Um, and and my character development approach, and that's how I do it. I have a, a detailed outline in which I develop the intricate details of each character. You know, I go from basic information, whether it be age, sex, education, um, you know, birth state, birth city, religion, to more wow. unique attributes of each character and personal tastes, like maybe leadership qualities or their favorite food, drink, or their taste in music. Um, and and those are the things that, um, you know, give you the basis of each character and help you to remember who's supposed to have certain personality traits right. and, and who's supposed to. And I always try to make something unique about each character so that it'll resonate with the audience because I'm a big um, – like James Bond fan, and most yeah. people, we all know, you know, we yeah. all know that, you know, James right. Bond likes his martini sink and not stir, right? Right, right, or, right. right, right. Or, or, you know, or, or Kojak's lollipop and his, you know, catch right. right. oh. who loves you, baby. You know, right. those, okay. those things stand out and they resonate with the audience. So that's what I, I try to work toward in my character development. Well, tell me this, Sam. I mean, you got all these characters going on. You've been working on this book for quite a while. Did you ever feel like stopping? What what made you keep going? I mean, it seems like after a while you'd be like, "Wow." Well, what made you keep going? I um, and and there were times when I felt like stopping, and there were times when I took long pauses, right? Okay. During, you know, during those six or seven years of writing this book, you know, life is going on. You know, I'm raising, you know, children. Um, mm-hmm. I'm working. Um, doing other things, so you know, life is going on. So um, that was part of the difficulty. But I am a persistent person. I'm a determined person. And once I set my mind on a goal, um, I have to accomplish accomplish it. Excuse me. And um, that's what kept me going. I, I just you wanted to accomplish this goal. This is something that I wanted to do in life, and I made sure that I did it. And that's why the topic for tonight's show is making it happen for you. This is something you wanted. This is something for you. And you made a commitment to yourself to make this happen. Regardless if it took six months, six years, or whatever, you you stay true to you. And I, and I think that's what exactly. it's all about. Exactly. You know, and I, I love what you said earlier. I'm sorry. No, but go I, ahead. I love what you said earlier about, about not paying attention and looking at and focusing on what other people are doing. Cause that's exactly right. the way I approach um, everything in my life. I don't, I don't pay a lot of attention to what other people are doing. I do what I do. And right. um, that's how I stay focused. Yeah. Cause you didn't, I mean, cause I've been around you now for a while. I've never heard you say I was an author. I'm working on a book and all of a sudden, bam, right. you got a book out. I mean, I think that's, now tell me this. It took you six years to write the first one. Are you? Is there going to be a sequel to this? Are we going to find out more about these people, or how's this there, going to go? There, there, there is. I'm working on a follow-up novel as okay. we speak. Um, you know, I'm into the first few chapters. Um, it's not going to take me six years again because all right, all right. <laughs> I, I know the process, and you know, part of that is also honing the craft. You know, um, gotcha. like we spoke about. You know. You know, character development and 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 description of uh, the environment. I love to put the reader in the same room, same environment, same space um, as the character. So um, those things also took time to develop and and to hone. And I'm still honing that craft. So um, I, I expect to have the follow up um, 
two habitual burdens out by next summer. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah, we got and, a date in mind. Can I, can I put a line in the sand, or are we just going to save that club? <laughs> I don't want to go that far yet. I don't All want to right, right. Sam, but yeah, we'll, we'll keep it at next summer sometime. All right. <laughs> now, tell me this. What was it like after you submitted the book and you got the book back? What was that feeling like? I just want people to understand when you make something happen for yourself, what does that feel like when you that book actually came back? It was uh, an unbelievable feeling. It, it was... Um, a feeling of joy. Um, it was a prideful moment. Mm-hmm. But also, at the same time, you know, seeing the book itself, right, I, I, I was, you know, full of joy and, and, and I felt accomplished. But there's also another set of feelings. There was a lot of anxiety because now here it is. And right. You're, you're, you're wondering how is it going to be received. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so, to, so up to this point, how has it been received? So far, it has been received well. Um, I have gotten a lot of praise from, you know, people that have already read the book and completed it. No, Sam, I'm not talking about from your mama now. I'm talking about from other people. No, nah, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, and it's not from, you know, not, not from relatives. It's, it's just from, right, you know, right. other people. They, they, have, they have been, you know, people have... <laughs> Um, commented, you know, on on Amazon where you can comment. Um, okay. You know, people who have bought the book on Amazon, you know, they've commented and um and and also right from from family and friends who may not have had um high expectations. Not not that that was a bad yeah, thing, but for a first time right. author, you know, their expectations might not have been that high. And, and I have had, you know, you know, people have told me that hey hey you exceeded what I thought you were going to do. Wow. And wow. that that really makes me feel good because uh, I worked hard at it. And, you know, I, I'm a pretty meticulous uh, person and I, I'm meticulous in my writing and I'm pretty, you know, um, focused when, when I am trying to, um, or when I am, you know, writing a manuscript. Let me ask you this. Meticulous as a person, does that, I know you say it when you're right, but does that, Attribute carry over into your your whole life, or are you just like that when you write? I'm I'm trying to establish the fact that habits that we form are not just for writing. I mean, these things are probably why you're successful at what you do for a living. So, how, how do those habits that helped you write the book carry over into the rest of your life? Yes, I'm a very meticulous person um, in every aspect of my life. You know, whether it be in what I do for a living. Um, whether it be at home and, you know, just, just the upkeep of my home, the upkeep of my vehicle, um, the upkeep of myself, my my um, my my personal appearance, mm-hmm. um, you know, my, my, my haircut, you know, I, I'm meticulous <laughs> in, in everything that I do. Um, so, so, yes, that, that's an attribute or a trait that can be found, um, you know, in, in everything that I do. Outstanding, man. So if you had to give advice, you know, I'm going to let you go here in a little bit. If you had to give advice for people, two two levels, people that are just out here trying to make it happen, then also for people that have been thinking about writing a fiction novel. So let's start with a fiction novel. What advice would you give somebody that's thinking about writing a fiction novel? 
<laughs> um, first, the first advice that I would give, because I have given it, is to just write. People, you know, people have asked me, hey, you know, how should I go about it? First and foremost, just write, because that is, you know, the foundation. That's what you, you have to write. You have to get it done. Um, so just write everything that comes to mind at first and continue to write. Um, probably get on a writing schedule, although okay. I was not on a writing schedule because I had all those other things going on in my life, but it's probably best to get on a writing schedule do you know, a couple of hours of writing a day. That's probably the best um, right. best approach, although that wasn't my approach. Because, um, you know, writing writing a novel is a very involved project, and an individual that that, you know, wants to do this, they, you know, they have to first consider the type of book. They have to consider their time and their financial commitment. Because um, in the self-publishing uh, space, which um, my book was completed, you know, I self-published it, um, you know, it's going to take some finances also. Right, um, right. And, and the publishing process in and of itself, you know, it's a very involved process. You have to, you know, get um, from a self-publishing standpoint, you know, you have to get ISBN numbers and barcodes right. and you have to set your price. Um, and, and, and the world of self-publishing, you're going to be, you know, your own uh, marketer and promoter for the most part. And social media, social media plays a big part in that. So you're going right. to have to get yourself, you know, some social media sites developed and, and website developed. Um, you got to do your uh, cover design. Uh, you know, you're going to have to write, at least for me, you know, I do at least three or four rewrites before I even send it to the editor. And right, then when right, the editor right, yeah. got it and sent it back to me, that's like another rewrite because then I'm either going to accept, you know, their suggestions or corrections or I'm not going to. So that's still another rewrite. So that's like four or five rewrites. Um, so it, it's a commitment that someone needs to uh, wrap their brains around and mm-hmm. be serious about um, if they want to accomplish the goal of, you know, writing a book, okay. writing a fiction novel on top of that. So so the next topic I want you to talk about is that was writing the book, but what advice can you give people on, you know, my topic for tonight is making it happen for you. What can you give them on that? Stay true to yourself. Um, there you go. Stay, you just got to stay true to yourself. You have to block out the distractions and the naysayers. And, and like you pointed out earlier, Mark, you know, we've known each other for a while, and you never even knew that I was writing a book. Nope. And part, I of the reason, <laughs> part of the reason why I keep things to myself, whether it be a good thing or a bad thing, but it works for me, I keep things to myself because I don't want anyone telling me, oh, man, you can't do that. Right. <laughs> right, I, right, I, right. I don't even want to hear it. You know, right. <laughs> I don't want to entertain it. I don't want to hear it. So I keep things to myself until I'm ready, till I, I finish the product and it has come to fruition. And then I can All let right. the world know. That, that's my All right. approach. All right. So, so so now let's tell everybody where they can go find this book so they can get a copy of it and start following these four gentlemen. Okay. So um, you can visit my website at www.samuelfairauthor.com. Dot com, and you can also um, find me on Facebook at author. Samuel Fair, 
and on Instagram at author underscore Samuel underscore Bear. All right, my brother. Well, as I said at the beginning, man, I'm proud of you, man. And I just love it when people are stepping out, making it happen for themselves. Because it takes dedication. It takes everything you, you said, man. So I appreciate you stepping out there, man. Thank you. And I appreciate you having me on the show. All right, man. So we'll talk later, man. All right. Have a All right. All right. All right. So then we heard about it. That was Samuel Fair making it happen. I got Miss Angela coming up next. She's one of those inventor people. People that invent stuff, come up with ideas. But she went a step further. She took her idea and made it into something. And we're going to talk about that tonight. So I'm going to take a short break. And when I come back, Miss Angela's going to be with us talking about her new invention. The Road Trip Potty. For a long time, I was sensitive to lights and sounds, so I built secret hiding places where they couldn't get in. Sometimes I did the same things over and over until one day I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org/signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Cat Builder Talk radio show with your host, Mark Parham. <coughs> real talk with real people, talking about real issues facing small business and our community today. Hey, this is Mark Parham, and I'm back for my second guest tonight, Ms. Angela. She's the inventor of the Road Trip Potty, and I know you guys are wondering what this is. So, Ms. Angela, I'm going to welcome you to the show. And I'm saying Ms. Angela because I asked her to pronounce her last name at the top of the show. I'm not <laughs> sure I said it right. So I'm not going down that path again until she tells me how to do it. So, Ms. Angela, welcome to the show. Mark, thank you so very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to go down. I thought I said it right, but I wasn't sure. So I just said we'll just call her Ms. Angela from this point forward. So, uh, Angela, well, you were close. I was close. Let me hear it so yes. I know how to say it. Brathwaite. Brathwaite. Okay, good deal. Yes. So, Angela, inter- yes. introduce yourself, and uh, we'll get this uh, conversation started. Okay. Well, uh, my name is Angela Brathwaite, and I invented the Road Trip Potty, which is a patented portable female urinal. And I designed it to help women and girls who need to avoid while they're traveling in their vehicles. Um, I came up with the concept because I was a female in the need to go while I was traveling in a vehicle. And I created it with some unique features. Um, It's heat resistant. It's leak resistant, splash resistant. I thought about what a woman needed in terms of, the amount of liquid that she typically voids, which means I had to do quite a bit of research. Road Trip Potty holds about 19 ounces of liquid. And one of the best points about it is that it stores discreetly underneath the passenger car seat. 
and it's there when you need it, and when you don't need it, no one ever has to know that you have a road trip potty in your possession. Wow. Now, that's something else. I mean, because when I've been telling people you've been coming on the show, they're like, what? Road, what? What? You know, so I'm get some more applause on that one. So, so let's talk about not so much the product yet. Let's talk about being an inventor. I mean, this is just the first thing you've invented, or you have other things you've done. This is the first thing that I've invented. And I have to okay. say that my journey to becoming an inventor, you know, I don't know of anyone who wakes up and they decide that they want to be an inventor. I was formerly um, an educator, and I taught in high school, public high school, um, for 15 years. Mm-hmm. I even went on to become a high school administrator um, and I was a high school principal when I actually slipped at work, just a random accident, mm-hmm. um, which created, you know, knee injuries, back challenges. And mm. I came up with the concept because after my first knee surgery, I was staying with friends and um, I needed to go to the restroom on the way to the doctor's appointment. And it took anywhere between an hour to two hours, depending upon traffic. So we were scheduling doctor's appointments around, first, the best times to travel, and then Mm -hmm. second, what route to take based on what had available restrooms. (laughs) So I had this, this, this idea, this vision of what I wanted to use, and I went online trying to find this thing that I had envisioned that I wanted to actually use, and it wasn't there. And so I did more research. I couldn't find it. And then I had this epiphany that, well, maybe it hasn't been invented. Mm. And so I started doing research with the U.S. Patent Trademark Office. And sure enough, it had not been invented. And I end up um, getting the design patent and the utility patent for the road trip potty. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. So you saw a need. and you I mean, because I can tell you right now, I live about 45 minutes away from downtown Atlanta, but I can tell you where every McDonald's or Publix is between here and downtown Atlanta, because those are the only bathrooms I go to, but I know when to get off the highway and when to get back on, you know, so I can stay in the flow, but as I've gotten older, you see, I can just hold it, but now, uh-uh, I gotta go, okay, and I gotta go now, so, I mean, I yeah. get this, so you're really solving a problem, so during the process of working on this, as I was talking with uh, Samuel, um, how long did it take you to do it first? Let, let's talk about the length of time it take you to, from concept to getting it out there on the market. Uh, I, I envisioned this the end of 2013, beginning of 2014, and I literally just hit the market about two months ago. Okay. So we're talking about easily a, a three-year process, three-and-a-half-year process. And that's that's great because that means during that three years you had to stay as Samuel to more true to your game or stay dedicated. Because I'm sure when you talk to it, talk to other people about it. Well, Sam didn't talk about writing this book. So how did you did you did you leak it or did you let people know or how, how did you make it through that three or four year period without people talking you out of it? Well, like Samuel, I had my trusted network of confidants and friends and family and. I talked to them about some aspects of the concept, but 
I really didn't share anything with anyone until I actually mm-hmm. got the first patent, which was the design patent. Um, so I shared with the public, I guess maybe about 18 months after the original concept of the product was actually created. And I purposely didn't share it because with the trademark process, um, the rule is the first person to get it into the trademark office is the first person who can potentially get the patent on it. And so it was very important for me to keep my ideas um, secret until they were going to be publicly released. And then once it was publicly released, then I also started talking about it um, with various members of the public. Okay. Now, at, you, you said you didn't wake up trying to be an inventor, but were you the type of person that when you were growing up, maybe you just made things up or make things, or this all of a sudden just came to you? Was this something that's been with you for a long time, or all of a sudden you just decided, now i got to fix this problem, and this is what's going to fix it? So as a former educator, and I say former only because I am currently not in the classroom. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm currently not at a school site. But as an educator, one of the things that we're trained to do is to look at a problem, especially Mm -hmm. with a particular student or with an aspect of curriculum, and to think about how do we analyze it, how do we deconstruct this problem so that either A, a student can really benefit from the instruction, or B, the content, break it down in such a way that students understand it. Mm -hmm. So problem solving is something that I'm very accustomed to. And once I realized that not only did I have this problem, but that millions of females have the same Mm -hmm. problem, I'm like, there there has to be a solution. Mm -hmm. Um, And I sought to find a solution. You know, it's uh, it's one of those things where, you know, a lot of times people come to me about starting a business, and I said, first you have to realize what problem your business is solving. You have to really figure out if it's a real problem. And I guess when you started thinking about your product, you found out when you did your research, it is a real problem yes. that people are having. And not, not only is it a problem, I'm amazed that I was actually able to get both the utility patent and the design patent. Um, If you think about how many years, how many decades cars have been in existence, Mm -hmm. and you think about the the number of females who've traveled in vehicles for the number of decades we have, it's almost inconceivable to me that here I am, it's now 2017, and I can honestly say, there is now a specified product only for females that fits underneath a passenger car seat where a female can actually void in a manner that allows her to do so with some discretion and some comfort without her getting out of the car and, you know, doing what they call the pop and squat, pop the the car doors (laughs) and squat on the side of the road. Like, my goal is to end the pop and squat. All right. I want it to become a thing of the past. For All, right. All right. It sounds like that's what you've done here with this product. So t- so tell me this. Talk about the, you know, for the, those potential inventors out there. You keep mentioning uh, the two types of patents. Explain what the difference is with those so they understand the difficulty of getting both of those. 
So one patent is the design patent, and that's just on the way your product looks. Um, do you have a unique idea that's so unique that no one else has come up with the actual way that it looks? And then the other one is the utility patent, and the utility patent is focused on um, specific claims that you say your product can do, which goes to your product's utility, i.e. it's called a utility patent. Most okay. people can get a design patent on something because, you know, you can add something to something that currently exists um, and possibly get the design patent on it. But the claims for the utility patent is what makes utility patents a lot more difficult because someone may have created a product and they may have claims that are so broad that no one else can get a similar utility patent because all of the other claims have been taken up by somebody else. Okay. Wow. And I tell you, so this process is pretty exhaustive then, you know, going through what you went through to invent this thing. So would, would it, it be something? Huh? Isn't that what? Go, no, go ahead. I was going to say, no. not only is it exhaustive, you it's, it's not that – so you, once you put your paperwork out there, once you submit it to the U.S. Patent Trademark Office, it's the waiting game. Um, okay. The U.S. Patent Trademark Office is inundated with new patents. And once you submit something, it's going to take anywhere between six months to a year for oh. you to be recognized, for them to send you back um, information and – once you get that information, you have to respond in a very timely manner. Um, there are people who don't respond in timely manners, and they, they lose their patents or they lose their opportunities for patents. Um, so once you start getting the communication from the U.S. Patent Trademark Office, it is essential that you follow their deadlines, their timeline. Wow. So tell me this. You know you've done this. Would you do something else? Would you invent something else? Or are you going to ride this one out? This is going to take me the rest of the way. Do you have other ideas? Uh, (laughs) I do have other ideas. Um, My mission statement is to provide a convenient and efficient product for females, for women and girls. But it's like with anything else. Once you start and you've done one thing, Something else comes along. So I do have other ideas that I am working on. Um, But like I said, the patent process takes a very long time. I have submitted something else to the U.S. Patent Trademark Office, and I'm waiting to hear back from them. And if I'm the first, then um, I'll be able to say I have another patent. All right. So just like, you know, I asked Sam towards the end there. First, I want you to talk about is giving advice to people that are inventors and uh, what they can do to take their idea out of their head and then bring it into reality. So what, what kind of advice can you give people that are out there doing that? My first piece of advice would, would be to tell them to follow their intuition. There you go. Um, right on. Some people call intuition, you know, that little voice in your head. Um, some people say their intuition is is a higher being, 
And however one clarifies and defines their intuition, Mm -hmm. you have to follow it. Um, Because if you don't follow your intuition, one or two things will happen. Either you will miss the opportunity on something huge, or you will go into a direction that you're not supposed to go in because your intuition did not guide you to do so. So my biggest piece of advice would be follow your intuition. All right. And the next question I have for you is advice on just making it happen for you. I know the intuition thing is part of that, but there are a lot of people Mm -hmm. out here that are afraid that are not getting out Mm -hmm. of here, not stepping out. So what kind of advice can you give them? I'd say, you know, you have to be honest with yourself. And if you've got feelings of fear, Mm-hmm. First, admit that you have this feeling of fear, and then to, then you have to decide to do something about it. Um, I think of Maya Angelou, and, and one of her quotes is about courage. She says that courage isn't born, one is not born with courage, one develops it. And you develop mm-hmm. it by doing the small, courageous things. There you go. Admitting your feelings is, is the first small, courageous thing you can do. That sure is. Got to admit it before you can deal with it. Wow, that's so powerful. So, if people are interested in getting the road trip party, where do they go to get it? You can go to my website, which is road, R-O-A-D, trip, T-R-I-P, potty, P-O-T-T-Y dot com. You can also find us on Facebook at Road Trip Potty, Twitter, Road Trip Potty, and Instagram, Road Trip Potty. Outstanding. I sent out the link with the the stuff I sent out today. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to take your interview and cut it out for you and send it to you so you can play it on your site because I think it's important that people not only like your product but also understand who you are and why you developed it because people like to buy from people they like. And you had a great interview. I mean, if, you know, I, I, I might order one from Mama Nim, Sister Nim, and my whole family. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to make one for the men, though. I know y'all think we can just step outside and, you know, I get, we, we could do our thing, too. But it would be nice to be able to just pull over. But uh, we'll, we'll talk about that later. All right. I'm working but, on it, Mark, just for uh, you. I'm working on all right. it. All right. That's what I want to hear. Well, I want to thank you, Angela, for coming on the show tonight. I want to say I'm proud of you. This is Samuel for making it happen for yourself. Just stepping out there, being fearless. People say, what does it take to be an entrepreneur? you got to be fearless. You can't listen to what people are telling you. But you're doing a great job, and I can't wait to see the success that you're going to receive as a result of it. Thank you. All right. So uh, we're going to get you on some other shows, and we're going to blow this up. So this won't be our last conversation, all right? Awesome. Thank you. All right. I'll talk with you later. Okay. All right. Now, you heard my two guests tonight just talking about being fearless, talking about stepping out, talking about overcoming whatever they needed to overcome. But I think the one constant thread you heard was, don't go telling everybody all your business, okay? Keep it to yourself. Work on your plan. Work on your plan. And have your, you know, your trusted advisors and the people around you and trust that when they tell you something, believe it. But also, as you heard Angela say, trust that inner voice, trust that intuition, and you'll be able to get somewhere. So this is Mark Parham, 
ending another episode of Cat Builder Talk. The show will be posted in about 15 minutes. You can go back and listen to it again. But I want you to send it. Send the link out to your friends. And a lot of people running in fear right now that could change their lives if they just see that they can get over this. Both of my guests tonight are what I consider regular people just like you, just like me, but they overcome some fears and they're changing their lives. And I want you to be able to do the same thing. So until our next encounter, I want you to stay, as Samuel says, stay true to you. And I look forward to the next time that we get together. And that'll be next Monday night, 7 p.m. on the Cat Miller Radio Network. I'll talk to you later. Thank you for joining us this evening on the Cap Builder Talk radio show with your host, Mark E. Parham. It is our mission to provide you with the information you need to make educated decisions, decisions that will help you walk in your purpose. We are here every Monday evening starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. To be a guest or for more information, go to capbuildertalk.com. Please post comments on facebook.com forward slash capbuildertalk. We hope you enjoy the show.